0: You know, all this stuff about the Mar-a-Lago raid, it does not make me doubt Trump. It does not make me question his integrity or lessen my enthusiasm for this guy to come back as president in 2024. Actually, the only thing this Mar-a-Lago raid thing has done is <laughs> kind of makes me want to join Mar-a-Lago. Take a look at this place. It's beautiful. Also, I've seen it a lot from the outside. What's up with that little uh, interior amphitheater there, the part that curbs around? It looks fantastic. Look. They have tried this before. It never works. They got this guy all wrong. They worked themselves up into a frenzy. So, really, I find it a little bit amusing. And watch the swamp. Watch how they operate. Now, with them, I've got all kinds of concerns, doubts. Uh, I know so many of them are corrupt. And that brings me to Adam Kinzinger. I'm not saying he's corrupt. But there's something seriously off about this young man, I saw him say this yesterday. Did you? The bottom line is the biggest threat right now to our country is democracy. One more time. What is the biggest threat to our country? Please, if you don't mind. The bottom line is the biggest threat right now to our country is democracy. Finally, one of you swamp cats said it admitted it you guys are not on the people's side you are not you are in it for yourselves you don't trust the people you don't like the people the real nasty ways you cut up those districts so you pick the electors instead of the electors actually picking you I don't like it at all huh how about that did you hear that I think that's a classic now might say it was a Freudian slip or whatever maybe it was maybe it was but here we are right they're off to the races There are big panels talking about warrants and affidavits and having a, it feels like 2018, 2017, all over again. The Russia investigation, right? All those former prosecutors and legal analysts, yes, talking about affidavits and warrants. Look, we've seen this movie before. We, it can't shake our confidence, our faith in Donald Trump. It just, it won't. It really won't. Uh, And I don't have blind allegiance to anybody But I can evaluate the facts. I know a sham when I see one, and this is another sham. And it's actually, it was conceived a long time ago, this kind of strategy. All right. I hate making this comparison, but it is apt. Who remembers the movie Wag the Dog? This was a big hit in Hollywood in the late 90s. It was about, well, a president who was uh, going down the tubes, uh, a sexual situation in the White House, a la Bill Clinton, but it was not Bill Clinton, so they had to come up with a distraction. How do we get the country talking about something else? And this is what they did.
1: There's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, uh,
2: The Sexual misconduct occurred inside the Oval Office. With the election only days away, how much will the scandal affect the outcome?
1: Now, Washington's top spin doctor. We can distract the press for 11 days till the election. I think we got a chance. Has an idea. We can't afford a war. We're going to have the appearance of a war.
0: They're going to start a war, a phony war, to distract everybody, the press, from talking about uh, the thing they don't want to talk about, right? The president's sexual whatever. And this Mar-a-Lago thing, (laughs) it's right out of Wag the Dog. Now, I don't like the Wag the Dog comparison because every time George W. Bush dropped the bomb or even Bill Clinton, they said, oh, it's Wag the Dog. It's Wag the Dog. Granted, nobody's talked about it in 20 uh, 20 years or so. But Wag the Dog. I want to do something new with this Wag the Dog concept. All right. Wag the Dog. Remember this. You know all the issues that are plaguing uh, Joe Biden, right, that they don't want us talking about? Remember this, WAG Joe Chaos Biden. Now, what are we going to do here? This is an acronym and it's an easy mnemonic device. I hope it's easy. This is a way we can remember the important issues, the ones they want to ignore, but we need to focus on, especially as the midterms approach, okay? WAG Joe Chaos Biden. All right, let's start. WAG stands for uh WAG. Woke stuff, Afghanistan and gas prices. Okay? Let's not forget those things. We're not going to, but remember, these are the issues, not Mar-a-Lago. Next, WAG Joe. Joe, what does that stand for? Uh oh, Justice Department oppresses enemies. Hey, this was happening long before Mar-a-Lago. People like Paul Manafort, uh, the two people who just got busted for, uh, I guess, reading Ashley Biden's diary. Are you serious? (laughs) Right. This is the stuff that Joe Biden's Justice Department is doing. So uh, justice suppresses enemies. Next chaos. What does the chaos stand for? Let's try crime. Hunter. Yeah. Hunter shenanigans. The approval rating. Yeah, it's terrible. Obscenity and the supply chain. We know about the supply. What is obscenity? Obscenity for me is thrusting upon children talk about gender, transgender, all this hypersexualization of children. That should not be happening. And Joe, in large part, is responsible. He's doing nothing to push back. Who knows? Maybe he likes this stuff. All right. Joe, chaos, Biden. What does the Biden stand for? Uh, Biden borders. We have none. Inflation, of course, disunity. uh, Our energy is gone and no one respects us around the world. And the D, remember that one, disunity. Joe Biden pledged back on Inauguration Day last year. His whole soul was in it to bring us together. Right. Obviously, He's not making good on that promise. He never meant it to begin with. All right. The swamp. This is what they want us to forget. All of those issues. Right. They want us talking about affidavits and warrants and all that nonsense. Oh, by the way, what else other than covering up the real issues? Here's something. They want to set the stage for 2024 and they think this will help. Number one. This helps Hillary in their thinking. The Mar-a-Lago raid helps Hillary. Now, why is that? Because she's had her own problems with classified information on that silly server she kept at home. Not totally not analogous, really, to Donald Trump's situation. It was paper. He's the president. He had far more authority than she did to declassify. Uh, But they think that if Trump can be saddled with his baggage, it lightens her load. Does that make sense? Uh, What else we got going here? Oh, Trump is back in the headlines. Now, he's always in the headlines, you might think. Yes, but when he chooses to be in the headlines, now this is happening to him. He's not making it happen. And he is actually not ready for this in that he doesn't have a full-time campaign staff. He's not running for president yet. It's, uh, yeah, I think he is, he wasn't planning on this. So it has him not where he wants to be. People react to Trump. Trump doesn't react to events, and that's where he is right now. So temporarily, he might be at a bit of a disadvantage. Also, uh, number three, it takes everybody's attention away from that ridiculous uh, loan giveaway. $600 billion perhaps. I heard $1 trillion estimate. Um, this is probably illegal, and Joe Biden did it with a stroke of a pen. You have to have Congress to authorize this kind of money. Oh, and most of all, for a little while, they can't fool us, by the way. But this is what they want to do. It distracts us from weak Joe Biden. OK, right They're, They think we're going to forget this. No, the die has been cast. We already know about him and what has happened to this country. It's not going to impact the midterms. It may make them feel better. And it may make some rich people less uh, likely to write checks who are Republican candidates. So just keep this in mind, please. In the meantime, what is happening in the swamp? Ah, yes, they want to know how much damage was done by having those papers with a former president in Mar-a-Lago. Intelligence officials now conducting an assessment to review whether the handling of those documents poses any risk to national security. The intelligence community is conducting a damage assessment. Right now, U.S. intelligence officials preparing for a so-called damage assessment... Uh, Yes, U.S. intelligence officials assessing the damage. This is the same crowd that told us with a straight face that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation, right? You remember this? They came out of the woodwork, some former, some present, some off the record, some on, that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation, had all the earmarks of Russia disinformation. That's your intelligence community. And now they're doing an assessment of the damage. I don't believe them, and neither should you. You know who I do believe right now? They've been fantastic on this issue. Mark Levin, you know, from Talk Radio, of course, uh, talking about Article 2 and what the president is empowered to do. And it's a lot. And Kash Patel, a former federal prosecutor who worked for Donald Trump in sensitive intelligence posts. I trust this guy. And he has made it quite clear that the president did nothing wrong. If anything, we got to be worried about the National Archives, the GSA, and most of all, sorry to say, the FBI. Where have they steered us wrong before? When haven't they steered us wrong, huh? Mueller, that guy knew it was a fake, probably the second day he got there and kept it dragging on for what, a year, year and a half? Comey, even Democrats agree about Comey and also Chris Ray Christopher Ray the present FBI director this guy this guy i put a few things together over the weekend did you know that uh, he clerked for judge Ludig judge Ludig who is hates Trump with a total passion Christopher Ray uh, clerked for him here is Christopher Ray and judge Ludig okay recently and here they are uh, way back in the day uh, Chris Ray was a uh, law clerk for Judge Ludig, and Judge Ludig is, I mean, this is a near-fatal case of Trump derangement syndrome.
3: Donald Trump
0: and his allies and supporters
3: are a clear and present danger to American democracy.
0: You hear that, you Trump supporters, right? We, we are a threat to American democracy because we support President Trump. Now, Ludwig is good friends with Chris Ray, And I have a feeling, circumstantial evidence maybe, but these guys are friends. In fact, uh, Ludig vouched for Christopher Ray when he got the appointment. He was quoted in the New York Times uh, praising uh, Ray. He's not flashy. He's not showy. He's understated, said J. Michael Ludig. Uh, what else is good about him? Mr. Ludig said Mr. Ray would bring a more subtle management style to the FBI. Hmm. And also, Mueller and Mr. Ray respect each other, Mr. Ludig said, predicting they would work well together. Well, this is not the endorsement that uh, anybody should want from a Trump hater like Ludig. This is a problem. And I think Christopher Ray. I don't think he's an honest person. I just don't. Um, and for good reason, actually. I looked at his confirmation hearing back in 2017. Um, listen to the emotion and listen to how fair he says he is.
1: If I am given the honor of leading this agency. I will never allow the FBI's work to be driven by anything other than the facts, the law, and the impartial pursuit of justice, period, full stop. I pledge to be the leader that the FBI deserves and to lead an independent bureau that will make every American proud. There's only one right way to do this job, and that is with strict independence, by the book, playing it straight, faithful to the Constitution, faithful to our laws, and faithful to the best practices of the institution.
0: Are you kidding me? Every American proud by the book? You call the Mar-a-Lago raid by the book? Are you crazy? You think the facts dictated this, the law? You think this is impartial? Of course it isn't, all right? And we know now, by the way, more than ever, we heard it from Mark Zuckerberg last week. Yeah, the same guy who gave a half billion dollars to Democrat uh, organizations in 2020. Uh, What he said the FBI did with his organization just before the election regarding a small matter, a
4: laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post, had that too. yeah. So you guys censored that as well.
0: Basically, the background here is the FBI. I think basically came to us. Some some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. The facts, the law, impartial, independent, a couple of G-men going to a social media company, giving them a heads up about the Hunter Biden laptop story. He wouldn't deny, he couldn't deny, that they, they may have come to him specifically about that laptop story. He said, I don't know, but generally, yes, how about that, huh? Every American proud? I don't think so. Another thing on Ray, again, going back to 2017, this guy has contempt for the people. He got the job. Listen to how he sucks up, okay? It's a job interview, so he's going to tell the boss anything, anything he wants to hear.
1: The Bureau has never grown complacent and continues to work tirelessly every day to protect all Americans. I think the role of this committee is special with respect to the FBI and I would do everything I could to ensure that we're being appropriately responsive and prompt uh, in dealing with with all the members of the Senate, but obviously especially this committee. I would uh, do everything in my power to try to ensure that the FBI is being not just as responsive as possible but as prompt as possible in responding to appropriate oversight requests, absolutely. My experience in trying to find solutions is that it's more productive for people to work together than to be pointing fingers blaming each other. Uh, And that's the approach I've tried to take to almost every problem I've tackled, and that's the approach I would want to take here in working with this committee.
0: And then, unfortunately, he gets the job. He gets the job, and uh, it all goes to his head. And when you're the FBI director, you feel like a big shot, I guess, even though I don't think anybody would recognize this guy at the grocery store to you. They give him, for some reason, his own jet, which, of course, he abuses. Um... He actually left that hearing, uh, this hearing that happened, uh, what, two weeks ago, to go on vacation. Take a look at
4: this. Is there any reason we couldn't uh, accommodate them for 21 minutes or whatever Democrats want second rounds to?
1: Yeah, Senator, I, I uh, had had a flight that I'm supposed to be hightailing it to out of here. Um, and I had understood that we were going to be done at one thirty, So that was... That's how we ended up where we are
0: that's him, where we are where we are so um, what's the deal he went to go on vacation he did we all know it now listen to what he tells Senator Chuck Grassley just before he leaves all right you heard how you know oh, I'm going to work with you I'll do anything you want I'll be responsive listen
1: conversation. I'm going to be there, so I hope, I hope
0: they'll be able to see you. So you got other business. Yeah. yeah, okay. Thank you. And he's out of there. <laughs> you've got other business, Senator Grassley asked him. Other business. It was a vacation. He went to the Adirondacks. He went on that silly government plane to the Adirondacks. Ray would not extend his Senate hearing to go to the Adirondacks. Some stupid fishing hole, by the way. Not all the Adirondacks, but his little corner where he's been a million times since he was a kid, and he just had to go back uh, this uh, this one Friday in August. How about that? You give these guys a little bit of power. It goes to their head. Arrogance. They don't work for the people. They work for themselves. What a shame. What a shame. Hey, remember, though, all right? We're going to review this later in the show. Wag Joe Chaos Biden. Not Wag the Dog. Wag Joe Chaos Biden. If you ever want to impress your friends with all the horrible things that are going on in this country, all in one silly name. Okay. We'll be right back. Uh, What is coming up? Oh yeah. Don't call the police. A crazy video that's being shown to school children. And it expressly says, if you're ever in trouble, do not call the police. This is being shown to public school children. Be right back. So this is Doug Mastriano. He's running for governor of Pennsylvania as a Republican. Trump has his endorsement. Of course, the fake news hates him and they think they have quite a story here, but they don't. They went back, found something or somebody gave it to him. Take a look. Republican candidate for governor in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano, got caught with his extremism showing, this time mugging in a Confederate uniform. We are not making this up. The Trump endorsed state senator is facing backlash again, this time for a newly uncovered photo obtained by Reuters. It's a photo of him posing in a Confederate uniform while working at the Army War College in 2014. All right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, number one, can I see he was working at the Army War College? All right. I guess that's him on the left. I don't recognize Confederate uniforms, uh, but I guess that's him on the left, right? Notice who else is in the picture. Uniformed members of the United States military. Look, war game reenactments, they happen all the time, especially for the Civil War. It doesn't make you a racist. And by the way, when they do the reenactments, guess what? The Civil War, Uh, you know, the North wins, the South always loses, okay? Nothing to be concerned about. Uh, Let's see here. They've been happening for a long, 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 long time, and even liberals get in the act, literally. You see the guy on the left? That is Martin Sheen playing General Robert E. Lee in the movie Gettysburg. How about that, huh? Does that mean uh, Martin Sheen is racist or anything like that? Uh, no, but you know, in today's woke world, uh, who knows what they'll try to do next. This is crazy stuff. They did it in the military. They do it in the military. And I saw other people, by the way, dressed in all kinds of costumes. No big deal. Good luck to Doug Mastriano. Also this Barnard. Have you heard of Barnard? It is the female equivalent of Columbia University. They put out this, this video a couple of years ago that has been circulating in public schools, Public school children are getting this lesson. Take a look.
2: Armed police presence often escalates rather than reduces the risk of violence in a situation. Because police have been trained to see people of color, gender nonconforming folks, and Muslims as criminals, they often treat victims as perpetrators of violence. So if the victim hasn't asked you to call the police, do not. I repeat... Do not call the police. Now, this individual
0: doesn't introduce uh, themselves at all. We don't know who it is. Just telling kids to that police have been trained to treat people of color as criminals, transgender. This is insanity. And they're actually delivering it to students. you got to be on the guard about this stuff. It's all over the place. Uh, this is even sillier.
2: The culture of white supremacy and anti-blackness is perpetuated by our media, political systems, and social media. You can contribute to making these attitudes unacceptable by challenging white supremacy even when you're not in a crisis. If you're white yourself, talk to your white family and friends about anti-blackness and white supremacy. Do it every day, especially when you're in an all-white space. By doing this, you confront the culture without putting anyone else in danger of an immediate backlash.
0: I really couldn't follow everything she was telling us to do every day to talk about race, uh, whoever you nobody. I don't care what your color is. Normal people don't talk about race every day. The far left. And yes, yeah, some on the extreme far right or whoever they are, there are three or four white supremacists probably in the country. But black identity extremism is real and we see it every single day all over the place. I'll have more on that in a moment. So everyone's losing their minds about Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, is this encouraging violence seriously? Let's let's watch. Say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. People are trying to say that he's threatening violence. He's not. He is. I think I think that's an accurate assessment. There are some people who are going to be that mad. And it's okay. actually. We don't like violence. We don't want there to be violence. But it's okay that he said that. I do believe he's right. I do believe if they go that far, it's going to set some people off. That doesn't mean Lindsey Graham is calling for it. By the way, did anybody notice in the weeks running up to uh, Election Day 2020, they were putting up boards in cities around businesses, right? Uh, big wooden boards to protect those businesses should they there be rioting. These boards were not there for a Joe Biden victory They were there for a Donald Trump victory. If he won outright and it was totally obvious on election night, we all know there would have been violence. Were these people encouraging violence? No, but they knew it could come and they were just getting ready. I'm not a big Lindsey Graham fan, but give the guy a break. okay? Uh, All right. Also, what's this? The Constitution. Uh, Can we go ahead and put that up on the screen, please? The Constitution. Yes, this is in the National Archives. And uh, that's great. I've been there a million times. Uh, I love seeing it. It's the actual Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. But the National Archives bureaucracy is just a bureaucracy. And isn't it interesting that in the swamp, they're always praising people who work for the swamp. It's over the top. These are just people, civil servants. Some are good. Some are terrible. A lot of them are lazy. I'd say more than half. Um, Listen to Claire McCaskill, former U.S. senator, just over the top with her praise of these people. I think about the people that work at the archives and, you know, the kind of people that are drawn to that kind of work, Nicole, are not the Lindsey Grahams of the world. They're not people who's going to elbow people out of the way to get an interview on television or try to be some kind of, you know, center of attention. The people that go to work there are the best of what this country is, smart people who want to help preserve the documents of our government because they respect our government. I don't know about the respect part at all. And the best of what this country has, the best? I mean, I could see saying that about the Navy SEALs or, I don't know, the Blue Angels, but uh, the archive people? Uh, No, actually. And here's what some of those bureaucrats tweeted about President Trump. They involve themselves in politics, okay? Politics. Right after Comey got fired by President Trump, they put this out. Fun fact, President Nixon never fired the director of the FBI. They were weighing in to partisan politics, okay? Everybody, they did that. And not only pundits get ahead by blasting Trump on television— Even bureaucrats, they can do the same thing, especially in the swamp, all right? National Archives, I'm sorry, but (laughs) you're the swamp. And it's okay. It's okay to say we don't trust you, all right? We didn't elect you guys, we elected him. And for Mar-a-Lago, I keep hearing, oh, Mar-a-Lago, those documents were so unsafe, so unsafe. Well, a couple of things about Mar-a-Lago. Number one, there is a wall around Mar-a-Lago, it was guarded by. before the FBI showed up, it was actually guarded by the Secret Service, okay? The Secret Service was there with big guns. I mean, that's protection. Where were the, Where are the documents uh, normally kept or where are they kept, say, for Obama? I guess some are in Chicago. Some are also at the Maryland facility that the National Archives runs. Take a look at this. It looks like a doctor's office, all right? I don't see any Secret Service in front of that. Those documents were just fine where they were. And remember, we didn't vote for these people who work in those cubicles. We voted for him. He was was the president, and I think will be again. But the swamp, they can't get their hands around that. They think they're more important than our vote. Be right back.
3: Information. Truth
4: is freedom. Is Newsmax? It's real news for real people.
0: In some hints of Democratic optimism, Democrats are doing better than you might expect heading into a midterm election. Well, it was a big night for Democrats in New York and in Florida. That's right. The party racked up several key yeah, Keep telling publicity. yourselves that. Before. So much spin lately. Have you noticed it? Oh, the Democrats. Yeah, things are looking up for Democrats. I don't buy it. I think there's some sort of psychological operation going on here. I'd like to bring in one of the experts, John McLaughlin, one of the greatest pollsters in the world. Partner and CEO of McLaughlin Associates. His polling was very valuable in getting President Trump elected. Uh, welcome back, sir. How are you? Pleasure to be here. So I'm quite busy. Say again. I'm quite busy. I love Joe Biden. He's great
3: for Republican pollsters.
0: Well, so, uh, <laughs> if I look at cable news, they they're always telling me that uh, oh things are looking up. Tell us the facts. What are you hearing from people, and why are they pushing this message? it's it's, it's a strategy, right?
3: Yes, we just put out a national poll where 67 percent of all voters think the country's on the wrong track, uh, where uh, Joe Biden's uh, disapproval rating is 55 percent among Republicans. They support Donald Trump running again, 69 percent. They would support him if he ran again, 84 to 12. In fact, he beats Joe Biden, 49 to 45. The one caveat is the generic ballot for Congress, where we had two months ago the Republicans up for uh, last month, we had them up by 48-43. In this poll, they're 45-45. So there's a disconnect between the Trump voters right now and the uh, uh, generic Republican vote. And what's worse is if Joe Biden is at 55 percent disapproval and the country's at 67 percent disapproval, the Republicans should be driving or wrong track. The Republicans need to be driving that message. They need to be holding the Democrats accountable as enabling Joe Biden to take the
0: country down the wrong path. So the 4545 what do you attribute that to? You just said how do you get out of it? All right, that's 4945. But the 4545 that you said about Republicans, you can put that right. down now. How do we fix that situation and how do they get to that? Well, you already well, said you, how, to figure, how do we, how do we why is that? Well, why is that the Democrats when you look at the last month Joe Biden's been
3: on vacation and the Republicans let him go. And the Democrats for Congress have done a semiconductor chip deal where they spent more money. They've done this climate change health care thing where they've spent more money, 740 trillion, hired 187,000 new IRS agents. And now he wants to do student loan forgiveness. So, you know, before our, our poll was completed on Thursday of last week, on Friday, uh, the market went down a thousand points because the interest rates are going to go up. Uh, because inflation is is the top issue, economics are the top issue. The Republicans have to stand up to the Democrats and stop them from spending and get inflation under control. And and uh, uh, when you, the single most important issue is, is 21% saying economics. And by the way, in this poll, you have uh, 43% of all voters telling us they're struggling to make basic uh, necessities and ends meet, and you've got another 39% saying that it's impacted their spending and their finances.
0: Now, the situation's terrible out there. Republicans, though, are not... We're talking about, like, Mitch McConnell, McCarthy. I mean, Trump is doing his thing, and he's doing it effectively. Who's dropping the ball here?
3: Well, I think, collectively, the candidates have to do it. The campaigns. Like, we're advising our campaigns to, to take it to the Democrats, make them responsible for the high price of food, the high price of gas. And you know what? The leadership will follow, because... What's going to happen is the voters are seeing this and they're really upset. So Biden has a 55 percent disapproval. Newt Gingrich, who's a lot lot smarter than I am on this strategic things, he's saying they should tie Biden to every Democrat who's running. And back in 1994, for those of us who are older, we remember running ads where the Democrats face would morph into Bill Clinton's face. You haven't seen that with Joe Biden and the Democrats this year from the Republicans. I mean, Joe Biden and the Democrat candidates should be in more of our ads
0: than anybody else. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be and you don't have to be Newt Gingrich to figure that out. What are they doing? Uh, Well, John, uh, I'm sure this is going to turn one other thing real quick. It is they do this on purpose. They want to scare donors. Is that right? In August, especially. And I only got 15 seconds, but. All this negativity from the left about Republican chances, it's to turn off Republican donors, rich people.
3: Yes. And what they'll do is they'll manufacture polls with too few Republicans. Like I saw an economist you poll; Democrats were up five or six points, but it only had 27 percent of Republicans. We were 36 percent on Election Day of 2020. So if you don't poll Republicans, you're taking us down a point for every point there. And you're going to show a close race or a good race for the Democrats. And it's to dry up Republican money. We can't let them.
0: John McLaughlin, appreciated The partner and CEO of McLaughlin and Associates. All the best. Say hi to the president. We'll be right back. All right. So that is 14 year veteran cop Salvatore Greco in happier times. He was. Fired earlier this month by the NYPD commissioner. His big offense, you want to see it? I got it, I got a picture of it. <laughs> He's with Roger Stone on January 6th. You see the, the guy to the left in the in the sunglasses? Well, that's Salvatore Greco on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Mind you, they're nowhere near the Capitol, all right? <laughs> they're not in a riot or anything like, like that. But this officer actually lost his job. Somebody Sent the letter, and uh, I'm looking at the charge sheet right here. It's not like he was accused of anything else, and he was fired. The commissioner ruled that because of his presence with, uh, with Mr. Stone, after a review of the entire record, pursuant to the powers vested in me, I hereby dismiss police officer Salvatore Greco from the police service of the city of New York. I'm really sorry this happened. Salvatore Greco joins us right now. How are you, sir, and welcome to Newsmax.
4: Good evening, Greg, and it's uh, an honor to be here.
0: Thank you very much. Um, Let's go through it. I I don't see any other information other than this. You were fired because you were with um, Mr. Stone. No other reason?
4: Well, uh, actually, Greg, I've spent 14 years of service in the NYPD with an unblemished record uh, working in some of the most uh, undesirable uh, places in uh, New York City. Ostensibly, what the NYPD is saying is that I associated with a a known felon that would be Roger Stone and that I also uh, provided uncompensated security for Mr. Stone. Uh, Obviously, uh, as you know, uh, there was uh, Eric Adams at one point was a New York City police officer. And he admittingly, in his books admitted to being um, security. Yeah, no, Mr. Greco, we'll get to that. I want to
0: know you're right. That guy hung out with all kinds of weirdos. But we know we know Roger Stone. We know he's a colorful guy. I did not follow all the ins and outs of his, uh, you know, he's pardoned. He's in trouble. He's not in trouble. Were you providing security for him? Was that part of the deal? First of all, how do you know the guy?
4: I actually met uh, Roger over uh, Instagram, of all things. I became very close with him. I'm also very close with his family. I know Nidia very well. Uh, I know his, uh, his daughter, his son, who's also a police officer in Broward County. We, we, we developed a very close uh, friendship, you know?
0: Okay, so you're friends. And did you provide security, um, unpaid security or otherwise?
4: Was that your role there on January 6th? Absolutely not, Greg. I was there as a friend and I was there to support my friend. And also I'm there to support President Trump, which you're allowed to do in America. You are you allowed don't believe to that. do you <laughs>
0: don't believe that. Uh, this is remarkably thin. Now, I guess letter of the law. On January 6th, was Roger Stone a convicted felon or not? I believe he was pardoned. Uh, are you That's not? Are you, I was pardoned.
4: Go ahead. What's that? No, he was pardoned. He was what he was pardoned before uh, January 5th or 6th. I believe it was late uh, December. He was commuted in July of 2020. So he was sent to the in the eyes of the law, he's not a convicted felon. I believe that's how it works. Well, that, exactly. But you know how the, NY, the NYPD has a, a statute where they're saying you're associating with a with knowingly with a convicted felon. Uh, it's it's almost like a. Um, It's almost like a bureaucratic way of saying we could selectively pick on you or pick on this officer and say, well, I don't like that you're with this person or you're with that person.
0: (laughs) And you mentioned Eric Adams. This guy still associates with all kinds of crazy characters. This guy was a bad cop. He's a worse mayor. And he's got all kinds of friends with criminal records.
4: Well, that's right, Greg. And like I was stating before, well, he was on the job. Eric Adams, admittingly in his book provided security for convicted felon Mike Tyson and convicted felon Louis Farrakhan. He was charged, but yet they never came up with any charges. Uh, later on, later in his career, almost at the very end, he was found uh, to be found guilty of uh, conduct, prejudicial to the police department, which you also see there where they're saying, they're saying I did. He lost 15 days. Yeah. Sal Greco didn't lose any day. Uh, Sal Greco was terminated.
0: All right. Well, it sounds like to me you're being politically targeted, and that's not right in America. But it's happening more and more. You are, I hope, suing to get your job back. What are your options?
4: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, right now, currently, uh, today, we filed uh, a suit in uh, the Eastern District of New York. Uh, New York and I was uh, it's uh, for. Basically, there's a, you know, for monetal damages, for, you know, wrongful termination, because if we allow something like this to stand, uh, the future is uh, very bleak, Greg. And, uh, and I feel very sorry if this is the new standards of the uh, NYPD. That's crazy. I do
0: believe you are on the right side of, uh, of this and of history. And uh, keep us posted. Let us know if we can do anything to help. I hope you get your job back and uh, any other damages you're entitled to. And I think you are. All right. Salvatore Greco, we appreciate it. Many thanks. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. You bet. And we'll be right back. All, All I, can I can say, say is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get, get it. it do they? Do they? They, don't. they don't. They don't. Ooh, folks, some breaking news. Uh, New York Post reporting in Washington Times, a top FBI agent at the Washington field office reportedly resigned from his post last week after facing intense scrutiny over allegations he helped shield Hunter Biden from criminal investigation into his laptop and business dealings. Uh, the name of the agent, Timothy Thibault, an assistant FBI special agent in charge, allegedly forced out after he was accused of political bias. In his handling of probes involving President Biden's son, uh, sources told the Washington Times he was escorted out of the building said to have, by whistleblowers, buried the laptop. Uh, Hmm. Imagine that. I am not surprised at all. Uh, (laughs) uh, Maybe just one guy after all this time? We'll see. All right. Uh, We'll keep an eye on that in the meantime. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton said this about so many of Donald Trump's supporters? You can put
2: half of Trump's supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. (laughs) Right?
4: (laughs) The racist, sexist, homophobic,
0: xenophobic,
2: Islamophobic, you name it.
0: Wow. What a horrible thing to say. Right. I mean, just and she paid a price. The media gave her a real hard time about that. May have cost her the election. Who knows? Fired up the Trump base. Certainly we're not those things. Of course not. Um, Joe Biden said something arguably worse. All right. Just late last week. Listen to this about the MAGA people and what do they want to do? Destroy America.
2: The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people.
0: They embrace, embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Just a horrible, horrible man. Horrible thoughts, That's not what we're about. Uh, And this should have been (laughs) who talks like this, especially after he pledged his whole soul was in it to unite us. And they treat this like it's uh, like it's a positive thing, like he's showing energy. Take a look. We must be stronger, more determined and more committed to saving America than the MAGA republics are destroying America.
3: President Biden kicking off his midterm campaign, went on to call the Republican Party semi-fascist. Let's talk about this on our roundtable, joined by Chris Christie, our chief White House correspondent, Cecilia Vega, our chief Washington correspondent, John Carl, and former Democratic senator from North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp. And Chris, let me begin with you. We saw the president's not shying away from the midterms, even though a lot of Democrats don't want to be campaigning with him this fall. And he's determined to make this election a choice, not a referendum.
0: Sure. If if I were him, I wouldn't want it to be a referendum either. Yeah, just a normal chit chat or politics around the table. He just said, we want to destroy America and are for violence. Horrible, horrible words. And he's not being called out on it, except by me, quite frankly, and a handful of other people. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow night. All the best.